Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud, Thursday edition with Nurse Michelle. Last week, we did a nurse news analysis, and I told you there was going to be more to come. And today, we're going to discuss the important topic of Moderna being made to release their internal documents about their vaccine. Now, some of you may have heard about the release of the Pfizer documents, but if not, let me do a review of that topic to show you just how important it is for the American people and the world to know what is in those Moderna vaccine documents. There was a lawyer for the Informed Consent Action Network named Aaron Siri. Many of you may be familiar with him already. He filed a Freedom of Information Act to get access to the internal documents of the Pfizer documents. And the judge was asked by Pfizer and the FDA to keep those documents hidden for 75 years. Naomi Wolf, who is the the CEO of The Daily Cloud, um, who she used to report on women's reproductive health, noticed that the COVID vaccinated were having alterations in menstrual symptoms. So she started reporting on it, but it was discovered that it looks like the White House, the CDC, DHS, and Twitter uh, colluded together to deplatform her for making these observations known regarding women's health as it pertains to the COVID vaccine. They poked the bear when they did that to Naomi Wolf. She was interviewed on War Room and requested some skilled help. Um, And there was, because after all, there was like 55,000 pages from the Pfizer documents. That is a lot to read for even an avid reader. So, but she needed more than help reading through the 55,000 pages. She needed skilled help to boil it all down, to interpret it you know, what was in those documents and specifically what is it that the FDA and Pfizer thought that it would be better to wait till all of us that are living right now were good and dead before the documents were out there for anybody to read. I mean, in 75 years, the majority of people who are living during this pandemic will not be here to read those documents if the FDA and the CDC had gotten their wish. So she got called by 2,500 experts who responded to her request to go through those documents. They were doctors and nurses of all kinds of uh, specialties and even medical fraud investigators of all sorts reached out to her. And those 2,500 became 3,500 experts who organized and churned out reports based on primary source Pfizer documents that are medical science documents. 
And that was broken down. What they did was they broke it down so that anyone could understand what was inside those documents. Because even as a nurse myself, we're not necessarily these experts on reading massive vaccine trial documents. There are people out there that that's their thing. And we've all had to read these kind of things throughout this pandemic. And we've had to read outside of our comfort zone. And many of you have probably read more medical literature than you've ever read in your life. But she knew these were heavy, hefty documents that needed to be gone through and they needed skilled people to do it. And they did it. And it turned out 58 reports that were created from all of their work. And she claims that those Pfizer documents have evidence of the greatest crime against humanity in the history of our species. Now, that is a hefty statement to make, but she made it and she um, goes into quite a bit of detail in those documents. And I'll make sure that you have a link to the Daily Cloud documents released by Naomi Wolf. And here's just a few of the painful truths that were discovered in those 58, in those 55,000 pages of documents, which I believe ended up being more than 55,000 pages. But here's something that's really troubling and we all need to be aware of it and we need to share this truth and make it known. Pfizer knew within one month of the rollout which was in November of 2020, when they rolled out their vaccine, that the vaccines did not stop COVID and they failed at being efficacious. And interestingly, the third most common side effect of the COVID vaccine was that you got COVID. That's really funny, actually, when you think about it, but it's not funny. And within two months of that vaccine being released, Pfizer got so many reports of adverse reactions that they needed to hire 2,400 full-time staffers just to process the paperwork of the mass of adverse reactions. Didn't hear about that in the news, did you? This is during what is called the post-marketing phase when they are already there's already ads out there promoting the vaccine. So post-marketing data is at that phase. Okay, so they're out there promoting the vaccine. So by May of 2021, Pfizer knew of 35 minors who had heart damage following the vaccine. The FDA knew, but the government of the United States did not tell the public till August of 2021 that the vaccine actually damaged the hearts of young adults. But that did not stop their propaganda campaign that was pushed upon the U.S. citizens. And specifically, let's all remember that that propaganda campaign happened on social media with influencers who were being paid to show off their injections. And who was their target audience in the social media world? It was healthy young adults that Pfizer already knew would have the risk of heart damage the very group the vaccine elevated the risk of heart damage in. It's just, you know, scathingly shocking. FDA and CDC said that the material of the vaccine also stayed in the injection site. And just recently I was in a Walgreens and overhead the mic was playing about how important it was for you to get your vaccine. And while it was playing, it said, 
you know, the most common side effect is pain at the injection site. And I asked an employee immediately, I'm like, does, does this play all day long? She says, all day long. Okay. So all day long, everyone, including the employees have to listen to a lie that the most common adverse reaction is a pain experience at the injection site where the injection is. But yet these vaccine companies know there are much more serious risks at stake for those receiving it. When Pfizer was asked, where does the spike protein go? Well, Pfizer knew because their documents reveal it, that it bio-distributed within 48 hours of the injection. They knew that it went to the brain and could cause neurological damage to the brain, cause personality changes. And if you remember last week's show, I was specifically addressing why are we having so many teenage mobs attacking people. And since last week's show, we've had another one happen again, and we can discuss that later. But Marines were attacked on the beach in South Carolina by a mob of hostile teenagers yet again. So we have personality changes, dementia symptoms, and things like that going on with people who um, this biodistribution of this spike protein has gone to their brain. It has was documented in the Pfizer documents that it went to the liver, the adrenals, the spleen, and that it accumulated in the ovaries. And it looks like there is no mechanism to release these particles from the body. Like they're just accumulating. And the more vaccines these people get, the more accumulation that happens. Also within the documents, she reveals that Pfizer knew that within three months of release of the vaccine, that there were 1,200 plus deaths out of 42,000 adverse events. And those were within catastrophic categories. These are not the same side effects that your doctor or the CDC or the overhead Walgreens notice was telling you about. No, these were leg, heart, lung clots, blood clots. These are things that kill people, okay? Guillain-Barre syndrome that paralyzes and makes it difficult for people to function. And, and if you remember one of my interviews with the NCAA softball pitcher, specifically, this is what happened to her, was one-sided paralysis that kept her from being able to functionally perform her athletic events that she was scholarship to play at her university. Bell's palsy, how much have we heard about that? Brain, neurological uh, disorders, MS, outbreaks, you name it, we've heard about it. But interestingly, in the documents, it revealed that the number one side effect was joint pain. And as a nurse out there um, trying to help people with the post-COVID problems, joint pain is something you just would not believe how much people are saying is happening to them. And no surprise, because it was written in the Pfizer documents. There were known strokes within 48 hours of the injections. And there's another terrible surprise in there. There's reports that about 56 children um, that significant damage happened to. Um, the EUA for children was passed actually in the fall of 2021, but Pfizer illegally injected 62 children as young as two months old and 28, we don't even know what happened to them. 
based on these documents, or if they even survived because they don't have the documents included in the 55,000 pages. But there was a known seven-year-old stroke documented and a two-month-old baby with liver damage that was actually within the document still. And apparently there is 1,000 kids in university hospitals prior to it being legal to test children that were experimented on. Okay, think about that. This is presumed, it, Naomi Wolf also says that it's presumed that these kids are likely what's called throwaway kids. Now that's a very harsh thing to say, but the way she puts it is that these are kids without parents, perhaps even orphaned, who knows if they're poor minorities, but they are not kids who have parents who can lawyer up and sue those that are testing on them. So anybody out there who's feeling like, I want some justice, I want to pursue justice. If you're a legal person, this should be something that should stir you up. There is also what she calls, and she makes it known that she's a Jewish person. So she doesn't throw around phrases about Nazis and communists. Um, or about the what happened in Nazi Germany lightly. She takes it very seriously when she says this. And she says that within these documents, there are truly Dr. Mengele type of experiments found there. And if you don't know who Dr. Mengele is, he's the doctor of the Nazi Germany who experimented on children and disabled people and minorities, tortured twins and did experiments to um, to Jewish children and other um, other people that they felt like were less than the Germans. So how does she say that there are Dr. Mening, uh, sorry, Mengele type experiments that happened within these Pfizer trials because she found within these 55,000, not just her, remember, 3,500 experts went through these documents and they found that the Pfizer was experimenting on how to disrupt and impair human reproduction. Women who were in these trials were told not to get pregnant. And 271 actually did get pregnant. And Pfizer lost the records of 234 of those women who got pregnant. But of the 36 who went to term... Over 80% of them lost their babies by either spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. Yes, you heard that right. 80% of the ones that were actually kept documented, which was only 36 of the 271, lost their babies. And that is a huge tragedy. And we know for sure that that was not what was being propagated and propagandized in 221, in 2021. What was being told to the American public at that time instead was that the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology was promoting the vaccination for pregnant women. And we were terrified about um, a woman that was pregnant, if I'm not mistaken, she was in California, um, having a really bad outcome, if not dying and ended up in the COVID unit and then dying. Um, sometime in 2021 that scared apparently thousands, who knows how many pregnant women into getting this vaccine. And if you are not aware, there have been multiple interviews of Dr. James Thorpe 
on this platform, America Out Loud, and he has revealed some shocking statistics regarding the outcome of pregnant women since the rollout of this vaccine. Um, So also within these documents, these Pfizer documents, remember, we haven't even talked about the Moderna documents yet. This is just the Pfizer documents. The question that was asked was, is it, is shedding actually real? And a lot of people want to talk about shedding and not many people even knew what shedding actually was before the COVID vaccine rollout. But those of us that had been in the anti-vax community for decades know that it is a topic that is not only discussed by us, but it is also discussed by the CDC. So if you're not aware of this, the MMR vaccine actually has a shedding period where the children that are vaccinated with the MMR vaccine, the the CDC actually claims that these children should not be around women who are pregnant or childbearing age because of the shedding potential. And, And it sheds through these vaccinated children, through their pee and their poo, as they, uh, over the next several months, post those vaccines. Now, let's think about that. If you're getting an MMR vaccine, that is at the age of about 18 months. And again, at age two, somewhere around the age of two and four years old. So if you are a mother of a two-year-old or a four-year-old, guess what you also happen to be traditionally of childbearing years? So mothers who are listening to this, tell me whether or not in an email, your pediatrician ever warned you about not being around your two-year-old or four-year-old for a couple of months after they got their MMR vaccine because of potential shedding in their pee and their poo and any risks to you as a potentially childbearing age pregnant woman. I have had six children. And I will say to you, it was never said to me by any of my pediatricians, nor do I remember reading it on the vaccine information sheet that is required by law for you to be handed before your children get a vaccine. So that's just a little bunny trail for a minute about the word shedding. And it does refer to how a vaccine, once it's gone into the body, how it could also leave the body while it's still active. So, and that's Michelle's small version of trying to explain that to you, trying to make it simple as I can to say that, you know, after people get vaccinated, they go to the bathroom and the contents of what they expel from their urine and their poo go out into the septic system. Okay. So a public school would be a great place for a large amount of shedding to be going on because we have Uh, mandated children to be vaccinated before they go into their schools and they're getting vaccinated throughout the year because they are of age of the vaccinations. Okay. So that means the public bathrooms in the public schools are full of children who are shedding and peeing and pooing, et cetera. So we have been told that we're not allowed to discuss those things on social media. We we're considered uh, disper- we are dispersing misinformation if we're talking about shedding. But it's not Michelle that's talking about the shedding. It's the CDC that's talking about the shedding. I'm just sharing that information so that you will be better informed. But within the Pfizer documents, getting back to that, 
it defines exposure to the vaccines that you can potentially have so that you know, as a person who's in the trial, how you could accidentally expose yourself to the vaccine if you're not vaccinated. And that is via skin contact, inhalation, and sexual intercourse. Okay, so we're talking about a respiratory virus vaccine that um, we've got to worry about skin contact during a vaccine trial. Um, Inhalation kind of makes sense because after all, it's a respiratory virus, but sexual intercourse is forbidden during a vaccine trial for a respiratory virus. Hmm. And it especially says that you are at risk for shedding during sexual intercourse, especially at the time of conception. And they identify risks of exposure, specifically male to female in sexual intercourse. And the men in the trial were told not to have sex with childbearing age women. And if they did have sex with childbearing age women, they were told to use two forms of birth control. Isn't that interesting? So we know that Pfizer was guarding against conceptions with the vaccinated males. Now, interestingly enough, the adverse reactions that are reported within the Pfizer documents, 72% of those adverse reactions are in women, and it's the women that are harmed disproportionately to the men. So the men aren't quite showing up with quite as many of the disorders. But um, what is so shocking that Naomi Wolf brings out in her um, Pfizer documents is that Pfizer actually goes to the trouble of calling these reproductive disorders that are identified by the damaged women within the trials. Now, remember, the women within the trials are the ones who signed up to say, I want to help humanity. I believe I'm doing a great deed. I am going to take my body with the only ovaries I will ever have in my body that have I was born with. I don't get replacements. Whatever I'm exposed to during my lifetime is going to impact the potential of my ovaries and my future prodigy, okay? The children that I may bear. So if I'm signing up, to be in a trial, and I am a woman, a woman is defined as somebody who is, you know, born with genetic DNA of a woman, and it's sad that I have to explain that right now, and that have an ovary and uterus. Okay, sometimes girls are born with a defective situation where they may not have it, but overall, we all understand that women are born with ovaries, and you only have one set and, you know, no matter how much x-rays you're exposed to, whatever radiation you're exposed to, those ovaries are exposed, whatever drugs, alcohol, et cetera, abuses of your body, those things impact your ovaries. And these women signed up to be in these trials. And even though they were doing this for the sake of humanity, wanting to make a difference, Pfizer gives 20 different specific scientific names for women's reproductive disorders that showed up during these trials. And they gave them medical names given to the most horrible things done to the bodies of women. Okay. 
And, you know, I'm not going to go into all the details, but she does in her documents and all of those words are given and you can look up all of those words and become familiar with them, but they are the worst and most horrible things that could be done to a woman's body. And within nine months after the rollout in most of Western Europe, there was a 13 to 20% drop in live births in places like Singapore, Australia, and double doubling the number of stillbirths. This drop is not a global drop that she identifies. It did not happen globally. It happened in Western Europe and North America where these vaccines were rolled out. And a horrible thing that she also exposes is that babies born of vaccinated mothers showed a degradation of the male masculine qualities in utero. And she goes into a much more scientific explanation of it than I'm saying right now. Um, But what she's basically saying is that it was identified within the Pfizer trial documents, okay, that little boys that were born of the vaccinated mothers had alterations in their um, genetic makeup hormonal makeup, the qualities that make a man masculine. Okay. So men are masculine. Men are stronger than women, larger than women, have more muscle mass than women. That's just three simple things that I can just go with. They have deeper voices, the things that make us have a deeper voice. Those qualities are being degraded, which would interpret or result in potentially Children, little boys being born with more feminine qualities and potentially sexual dysfunction. Okay. Some kind of hormonal dysfunction, developmental dysfunction. This is a big deal, you know, and it kind of matches what it feels like the stage is being set for. Have you noticed all the extreme news of all the mass knowledge that we are supposedly in need of being so well informed about what it is to be a transgender person? I mean, I graduated in the 80s and um, I didn't know what the word transgender was, okay? And if I ever heard it in nursing school, it was just a passing piece of information because why? It was apparently so very rare that it didn't need to be um, educated for the medical professionals, okay? So Sadly, as you get to, when you get to hear her entire expose on these Pfizer documents and you get to read what she has made readable for the average person, you will see that she concludes that the Pfizer vaccine is a bioweapon and she considers us under attack. That's pretty strong words, right? And, you know, I'll just go ahead and say that there's things that have happened that I've observed over these last couple of years that have said, does anybody else notice that it seems like we're under attack? I remember even leaving a message for Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a representative in Georgia, to say, hello, um, I'm just Nurse Michelle living here in Georgia, and I can't seem to be allowed to be I'm not allowed to talk about nasal oral sanitation or the benefits of iodine on my social media platform without getting my content deleted, my algorithm impacted, my ability to grow, my ability to reach more people and save more people with information. There seems to be an agenda. If measly old me is getting censored for something like that, it would appear that maybe there's some foreign power 
uh, having some kind of influence over our social media and Americans are being censored. And if that is accurate, that there is censorship of Americans at that time, Marjorie Taylor Greene had actually had significant censorship happen to her. And I said, okay, now that a senator, a representative has been severely censored, how does it feel? Because you at least have a voice. You might be able to do something about it. But all I can do is screenshot and keep a record of the masses of censorship that has happened to me. And one could say, okay, well, how much does it really matter that Nurse Michelle was censored? Well, every time I turn around, nobody's heard about 1% iodine being uh, uh, having the ability to stop replication within 10 seconds of the flu and COVID within the nose and mouth where COVID and the flu starts. So that sounds like some pretty important information to tell the public about. And for some reason, somebody doesn't want me telling that to people. So I had to start talking in code. But my point is, is that here, here Naomi Wolf seems like she's saying something is very, um, sounds very shocking by concluding that the Pfizer vaccine may be a bioweapon and that our country may be under attack. But yet that is what her conclusion is. Um, but as before we go to the break, I'm just going to leave this with saying that you're going to find her Hillsdale College interview in my show notes. You should listen to the whole one hour interview that she did. But needless to say, if this is what she found in the Pfizer vaccine documents, what will be found in the Moderna documents? And after the break, we will discuss that development. It's time and this is World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to 
to the back side of Nurses Out Loud with Nurse Michelle. We're going to pick right back up where we left off. I had just got finished telling you about the Pfizer documents and how Naomi Wolf had spent a lot of time with a lot of experts making sure that all those documents were read well and made easy to understand. But um, we're now going to be talking about the Moderna documents doing the same thing there. And if you did not know what a FOIA request is, it's a Freedom of Information Act request And thanks to Congress, we have that available for any American citizen to request documents from any kind of government facility that has done anything for the American people. So these kind of requests, these FOIA requests have been filed with the courts that require Moderna to release all of their documents about their COVID-19 vaccines. And of course, that has to go before a judge. And apparently it has to go before the same judge that already was addressed regarding the Pfizer documents. So interestingly, this judge who already got to watch Pfizer say, hey, you know, we don't want to let these documents out to the public for at least 75 years, judge. And the judge, thank goodness, had a good head on his shoulders and said, I don't think so. And he got those documents released. Okay. But even though Pfizer had said the documents were of certain size, apparently that is not fully accurate. And they have still not been fully transparent with the amount of documents that have been released. So even though we've got um, Naomi Wolf out there and Daily Clout exposing what happened with these Pfizer documents, we haven't even seen all the documents yet. And thank goodness for the lawyer, Aaron Siri, who is going to be pursuing Moderna in the same way he did with Pfizer. Now, remember, America Out Loud is uncensored, okay? This is uncensored platform, uncensored news. We can bring you these truths so that you can help get this news to yourself and make it known in your community because of our sponsors. They make it possible. So please check out our sponsors at americaoutloud.com backslash nurses out loud. They're always on the banner bar. You can always see them being advertised there. Check them out because we would not be able to do this if it were not for our sponsors, which we're very thankful for. Now, the highwire.com, which is H-I-G-H-W-I-R-E.com, like somebody who walks on a tightrope, is a amazing source of news. They also have uncensored news. And Dell Bigtree is the one that you're most commonly going to um, hear from there. And Jeffrey Jackson on the Jackson Report is amazing. So be sure to check them out. If you don't already follow them, you can go to the highwire.com and watch it on the internet. But you can also listen to them on podcasts as well. Um, Aaron Siri is the lawyer for the Informed Consent Action Network. If you're not familiar with them, please go to ICANDecide.org. And ICAN stands for Informed Consent Action Network. That's just um, what their little logo is. It was Aaron Siri who got the Pfizer documents released. And it's that same lawyer who is coming after Moderna to release the same information. I mean, after all, we've been propagandized for two years, maybe longer, really three years, because 
How early in 2020 were we told by the warp speed group that, you know, we've got to have a vaccine. So that idea and that concept has been planted into the American citizens' heads for quite some time. And the FDA and the CDC are the American people's employees. So we have a right to information. And that's why, that's how um, the Freedom of Information Act comes into play. And we should all be thankful for that and thankful for lawyers like Aaron Siri and other brave lawyers out there who are using that particular law to be able to get access to information that we otherwise would not have. Because, I mean, after all, when it came to these vaccines, we were told that they're safe, they're effective, and it was going to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It was always going to be grandma's going to die because of the unvaccinated relatives, that this vaccine was going to stop this disease in its tracks. It was going to end COVID, right? And that thing rolls out in November, December, early December of 2020, while Trump is still around. And everybody's saying we're not going to have anything to do with that Trump vaccine. Um, but before you know it, when the next administration comes in, it's now suddenly not Trump's vaccine. And it's something that not only are they going to get and make sure you get to watch them get it on TV, they're going to make you get it. They're going to make sure that nurses like myself and other nurses in hospitals and doctors and medical professionals aren't going to get a chance to have their careers and feed their families unless they get it. And college students are not going to be allowed to go back to college unless they did it. And many of you know that my daughter was in nursing school and she, even though she was in a very conservative college that lived a perfectly normal life in her private college without any mandates, she was a nursing student. So the hospitals in Georgia still mandated those nursing students to get those vaccines. But did my daughter get it? Absolutely not because we weren't going to have anything to do with that. And she did get a religious exemption, but even having to write a religious exemption, I resent. And I hope that there's going to be brave lawyers and lawmakers out there that make sure that we don't need a religious exemption to be able to get out of not getting a medical procedure done. We can simply have a freedom of choice of our own autonomous will that we do not want it. So if we do not want a vaccine that somebody else thinks we should have, we have the right to say no, just like everybody fights for their bodily rights to whatever they want to do, raise their kids their certain way, live where they want to live, cross state lines and go and move into Georgia during 2021 and flood our state with New York and California people who do not want to live in your states any longer, hopefully because you love all the conservative uh, ways that we live here in Georgia, and you want to be able to benefit from the freedom of living in the free state of Georgia. We like to be able to do that as Americans. So let's act American about this. Now, because uh, the FDA doesn't like us to be able to have information apparently about these vaccines and the vaccine makers don't like us having that information, it takes a lawyer like Aaron Siri to do what it takes. Okay, so apparently the Moderna company claims that there's around 450,000 pages. Yes, 450,000 pages within the Moderna documents that are going to hopefully get released. But 
even though they claim there's only 450,000 documents, pages, I'm sorry, 450,000 pages, a year prior, Moderna had requested a company to do some work on those documents. And they said to that company that there were 1.2 million pages that the company needed to review for Moderna. So apparently 450,000 pages isn't quite accurate. Um, you, They go from asking, apparently the FDA makes the request and Moderna makes the request that, you know, we want to just release 55,000 a month over decades, right? They want to do a slow release. And even as they're supposedly trying to be transparent, they say, well, actually, we should be able to drop only 1,000 to 16,000 documents per month. Um, apparently, they didn't learn anything from watching what happened to Pfizer and the same judge saying, I don't think so. Um, so instead of doing the same thing, uh, what, what Pfizer did, the document request of 55,000 pages per month was, you know, to relinquish these FDA documents and be transparent. This time, Aaron Siri had a brilliant idea, not like he hasn't had it before, but of, instead of asking for these companies to release documents by how many pages per month based on the supposedly accurate number of documents that could be anywhere from 450,000 to 1.2 million, Instead, the Informed Consent Action Network decided to ask for an end date that all the documents be completely given to the American people by a specific date. So in other words, it doesn't matter if you have 450,000 documents, Moderna, or whether you have 1.2 million or you have 4 million pages, okay? However many you have, there the ICANN group and Aaron Siri thought to say, no, judge, what we want to ask is for a specific date that all the documents, no matter how many there are, they're going to be released by that certain time. And that was just brilliant of them to do that because we have no idea how many pages there is actually going to be. Because after all, the Freedom of Information Act is the reason Congress enacted that law so the American people could have transparency about what our government is doing, the government that we pay for, that our taxes go to, the people who work for us, the American people, right? So transparency does not demand a rate of documents to be released. It demands timely production. So what I can ask for that within six months of, so what Aaron asked for was within six months of the order, all the Pfizer um, documents and the Moderna documents be released within a year and a half of that. Okay. So that's apparently what the request is. And you can listen to the high wire and Aaron series speaking specifically about that to get the exact details there. But the judge gave them exactly what Aaron Siri requested, which is a huge deal in what people are presuming is an unfavorable court environment. There's a lot of people that will say things to me on in, uh, social media, and I see people commenting like this on a regular basis. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hear about all these court cases, but is anybody actually winning? The answer is yes. Yes, they are winning. And the COVID litigation summit that happened in Atlanta, Georgia, that I will leave a link in my show notes for, 
happened, you know, with hundreds and hundreds of lawyers descending on Atlanta to discuss all the many successful cases that are already happening, have already happened and set precedent for, and all the many plans for many more litigation cases to make sure justice is served. Because let's say that 2023 is going to be the year for justice. So this judge gave them exactly what was requested. And what he ordered was that within 24 months, all of the Moderna trial data must be produced. So the FDA is required to drop all of the documents regarding the Moderna trials within 24 months of that order being filed. And that's apparently, according to what Siri had said on his news, was that's around 180,000 documents per month to be released. That is a lot of documents. And I hope that Naomi Wolf is going to be on those documents as well. And if it took 3,500 experts to read through the Pfizer documents that we've learned that is not completely uh, released yet, um, how many experts is it going to take? And if you're an expert out there that wants to help Naomi Wolf at the Daily Cloud, please do reach out to her because if it's 180,000 documents per month, we're going to need some experts perusing through those documents to make that legible for the average American person. Because remember, the average American um, education and reading level is supposedly seventh to eighth grade, and some think that it's even less than that. So it's okay. That's what it is. Public school education needs to be greatly improved. That's why we want to talk about homeschooling and making other choices for how to educate our children for this next generation and save a generation. But for now, we need some experts to help make this information easily readable for the American public. But the order that the judge put down has some pretty powerful words. And his first words in his decision were this democracy dies behind closed doors. That That's pretty powerful. I mean, why do we presume that it's okay for um, these companies that are making these injectables to be able to say whatever the heck they want to say about the product? And we're supposed to say, yes, master, whatever you say, master, you know, if you say it's safe and effective, then I by golly, I'm going to line up and wait in a long line and I'm going to six foot social distance so that I don't get any germs on anybody. And I'm going to wait in the freezing cold so I can have your safe and effective vaccine. And I don't need to read anything to be able to know that it really is safe for me. And when I finally get inside that building, I'm not going to require anybody to give me anything besides a little form that I have to sign that says, something that I really don't know what it means other than I am willingly accepting that I am taking an emergency use authorization product willingly. Okay. Let, let's not let that be the future of our children. Okay. Let's tell them the mistakes of this generation. Okay. If you're one of the people that made the mistake in this generation, let's let it be heard. Okay. Because democracy dies behind closed doors. We need proper informed consent and especially medical professionals. Please listen. It's your job to properly inform your patient before you inject them with anything. Okay. So let's go on with what else this brave judge did. Okay. To help prevent this from happening, Congress enacted this, you know, FOIA. 
And in the footnote of this order, the judge says, and he's discussing the prior Pfizer case while writing the order for the Moderna case. And he says, under the rate of production order, the court documents were set to be delivered by November 1 of 2022. Um, Because the 450,000 documents that the FDA claimed it had is actually much greater Therefore, 64% of those documents have actually been produced, have only been produced by the deadline. So it looks like he's saying that only Pfizer only produced 64% of the actual documents. So there's more to be seen there. So he's throwing down on Pfizer and that's really great to have. And then the judge goes back to the Moderna case and he says, the plaintiff's have shown an urgent need to inform the public about the health and safety of the COVID-19 vaccines. And based on the massive push to vaccinate, you know, from our public health authorities and the persistent effort to eradicate COVID-19 and the continued government and private efforts to force these vaccines Um, Okay, so apparently this judge writes in bold that stale information is of little value. Listen to that. That, that, In other words, if we don't get this information until a decade or more from now, what value is that to anybody? It's of no value. He says the plaintiffs have shown, in other words, Aaron Siri brought sufficient evidence and those he brought to testify there that were among the vaccine injured that are suffering today and being gaslit today and being harmed today, just like my daughter, who's 10 years vaccine injured from the chickenpox vaccine with no justice in sight for her. Nobody's going to pay back our medical bills. Even if we win our case, we will have waited 10 years. She will have suffered all those years because it is stale information and is of little value for somebody to finally be brave enough to come and say, oh, look, I'm sorry, the chickenpox vaccine actually did some really serious damage to Nurse Michelle's daughter back in 2013. It sure would have been nice to have some medical bills covered then and some brave doctors and and people fighting for us then, but they were not there, okay? And this judge, thankfully, is in a position of authority to say something of great value. Stale information is of little value. It, it doesn't help me 10 years later for me to get some valuable information, but I want that valuable information. I want it documented. I want doctors documenting the mechanism of action by which a uh, immune agent transfers from an injection in the arm and crosses into the body systems and does damage throughout the body. We need you brave medical professionals because the stale, useless information is of little value. And thank you to this judge for calling that out because not only does he say these very important statements like that and democracy dies behind closed doors, he also demands and orders Moderna to produce all data and information related to the approval of these two vaccines by June 31st, 
of 2025. Now, 2025 feels like a long way away, even right now for me, um, because, you know, we're sitting here in 2023, but they're giving them that sufficient amount of months to get these documents out, which is very gracious of them because these documents already exist, right? They are there. The American people have already had this thing shoved down their throat. It is well enough time to to produce that evidence of safe and effective, is it not? So you are, if this is the first time you're hearing about this, you should be rejoicing with me that this is being done, but do more than rejoice with me. I want you to share it. I want you to take this information and then I want you to also go to the link in my show notes where you will find the link to Aaron Siri himself telling you his entire process, his entire tactics. If you're a lawyer, please listen to what Aaron Siri has done. And please, you know, um, if you don't feel like you have the bravery like he, he does, hopefully listening to him will inspire bravery. If you're a person aspiring to be a lawyer, be inspired by this brave lawyer for what he is doing because we have been propagandized. We have, ma- according to the CDC, there's apparently some stat that says 92% of American citizens got at least two of those vaccines. Okay, so if that's accurate, we're talking about a lot of people who've had some damage done to their body, whether they know it or not. And if you're among the population that feels like, well, I got it and I'm fine. Okay, well, we're happy that you feel like you're fine, but just because you're fine doesn't mean that other people are not fine. Some are dead. Some are permanently handicapped. People are suffering. People are spending thousands and thousands of dollars uh, crossing over their deductibles, being gaslit, being psychologically abused. Some of them are committing suicide because they are so gaslit because of the, the kind of propaganda that has affected the people who think they're fine and saying things like that out in public. It's a simple thing to say that if you know anybody who's allergic to peanut butter, they're not fine if they eat peanut butter because their body is different from yours. And you have a fingerprint that is unique to you. It has never been here before and it will never be here again. It is here for such a time as this. And it identifies you. If you commit a crime, it is your DNA and your fingerprint and your retinal scan that will identify you. That's why criminals like to cut off the fingertips of their victims because they don't want their victims to be identified. Okay. So why am I saying this? Because you are unique. We are not all the same. And I can eat peanut butter and love peanut butter, but I cannot give peanut butter to somebody who's allergic to peanut butter because they are different. Okay. So stop trying to lump everybody into the same category and make global um, assessments that seem that say that just because something is called a vaccine does not mean it is incapable of causing harm. It does not mean that a vaccine cannot have something added into it called adjuvants or any kind of additives that a human being could have a problem with. There are these people called nurses that inject things into people all the time. And sometimes they do not do it correctly. It's a medical error. And sadly, when it comes to vaccines, there's not a requirement 
for nurses to, when they stick the needle inside the arm, to do what's called retract the needle syringe and check to whether or not they might have accidentally hit a a vein or an artery, okay? Uh, Something that would cause it to go straight into the bloodstream, okay? So if you have a lot of fat on your shoulder and you got stuck, and it didn't get into your bloodstream, well, wonderful. It just went into your fatty tissue and maybe it went to where it was supposed to go. But some people, it went into their bloodstream, okay? And we already know based on data that's been published and thank goodness for Naomi Wolf who exposes what was known by Pfizer and very likely known by Moderna as well is that it is bioavailable. It does transfer into the organ systems. It's been found in multiple organs in the body. So it does not just go and become this thing that protects you. Okay. It can do other things to you. And it has done other things to people out there. We have harmed people. Let's start being a sympathetic nation. Let's think that we're in world war II. Remember how our grandparents reacted when the soldiers came back from war They were praising them. They were thankful for them. They were thankful for the dead that gave their lives. People have given their lives trusting the system in this country. There are people who signed up for these trials and they have been harmed and they are not getting justice. There are children that have been harmed. There are people that have been killed buy these vaccines, and they willingly signed up to do it. They wanted to do what was right. They believed they were protecting you and I, and it's because they were misled. And that's okay. It's okay. Uh, The propaganda was heavy. And based on how much censorship was surrounding you and what your news sources were and what your neighbor's news sources were, that determined what their outcomes were. So this is a good reminder that we all need to talk about, that we need to subscribe to um, making sure that we are sharing data from America um, out loud and subscribe to the Informed Consent Action Network and the High Wire. Instead of paying your cable TV bill, why don't you stop giving money that pays for these media companies that are failing us, that have contributed to the propaganda, stop giving them our money. Talked about in last week's show how the power of the purse works and actually start subscribing to news sources that can actually provide us valuable information where there's uncensored news and you can get that information and weigh it in. Um, If you listen to the high wire every Thursday On Monday, if you have subscribed to their newsletter, they provide every source for every piece of news they have. They don't ask you to believe them. They want you to trust that you can find out for yourself. So that's what we want to do. Share our shows. We must make the truth known. And you are getting news from a nurse's perspective on Nurses Out Loud. I hope you appreciate that. If you know a nurse, share our podcast with them. Share them, Nurses Out Loud. We love hearing from our listeners. Please write to us. Remember, it's all our jobs to share truth everywhere you go. Please be sure to do it. Until next week. It's time.